Welcome to another episode of Lineage Speaks, the podcast, an anthology series of women sharing the stories of how they carry the torch for future generations. I'm your host, Mardalena Don Terpel. Today, sharing her story, we have Lindsay Harper. Lindsay Harper founded her human design and homeopathic counseling practice in 2018. She works with women who want to step into their true matriarchal roles. She teaches mothers and soon-to-be mothers to use human design and homeopathy to deeply understand themselves and heal their physical, mental, and emotional bodies. Lindsay's programs are designed to give women the knowledge and tools to have the conscious experience they desire from pregnancy to parenthood. These women emerge as leaders, equipped to help the entire family unit resolve chronic patterns and deeply connect to one another. After the birth of her first child, Lindsay experienced many physical and emotional issues that Western medicine could not explain. It was through human design, kundalini yoga, and homeopathy that she was able to reclaim her wellness again. Armed with these tools, she was able to have her second child in a completely different, very conscious and transcendent experience. Chapter 10, The Birth of Awakened Souls. I never thought I wanted to have kids. As a young adult, I didn't babysit and I was never really around young kids or babies. And when I was around babies, I would almost feel disgusted, like I had a strong aversion to them. As I got older and discussed future plans and desires with my partners, I never painted a picture that I wanted kids. I always figured it was because my parents were divorced and I had my own baggage around marriage and family. Looking back now, I can see how most of my life I was operating from a not-self space. I was living in the low vibration or expression of myself. I wasn't acting authentically, instead trying to do things I thought I should do or be somebody I thought others wanted me to be. I honestly didn't think there was any other way to operate and was totally unaware of any tools out there that could help me. It wasn't until I met my now husband and had our first child that I felt something was seriously wrong with me. It was more than postpartum depression. It felt like a spiritual awakening and identity crisis all in one. I needed answers. I needed more information and I needed more out of life. So I started searching. Once I found human design, I finally had a system and a language that can explain why I felt how I felt and gave me a roadmap for healing. I could see that I had this potential fear of having dependence activated in me, consciously and subconsciously. It was right there in my chart. I felt validated and felt like I finally understood who I was. Knowing what I know now, especially from the human design system, I can see very clearly where much of my childhood pain and baggage came from. I can see how I operated for so much of my life in this not-self space. I was out of alignment 
inauthentic, moving through life in this way seemed to point me in the wrong direction. My trajectory was slightly skewed. My timing felt off and, and everything felt so hard. I was constantly asking myself and others what I should do. The word should often brings a person up in, in the mental space, listing out reasons to go left or right, struggling to feel secure in the correct decision. Ever since I was in school, I can remember parents and teachers telling me to think through it, use my brain, drink with my head. But the majority of us aren't designed to make decisions mentally. Most of us are meant to use our bodies. There are many sayings that sound something like, the universe always tries to knock you back into alignment with your higher self. While this rings true, we can't escape the mechanics of our energy, the specific geometry of our cells, and the innate wisdom we hold within our core. I felt this most with the birth stories of both my children, which spanned from an unconscious conception perspective with my first that awakened my inner power to an expansive and conscious experience with my second child. When I became pregnant with my first child, I was completely changed forever. Something deep inside of me awakened. It was like I had never truly known myself or my body before that. I intuitively gravitated towards learning about the natural birth process. Uh, but was scared shitless of actually giving birth. With my lifestyle at the time, you would have thought I'd say, give me all the drugs. But there was a calling from deep inside to know more, ask more questions, and attempt this natural experience. And through the heartburn, muscle aches, and pain, I discovered a newfound love of my body and all that it could do. For the first time that I could remember, I started listening to my body. It felt powerful, capable, and divine. When the contractions started and intensified and it was time to go to the hospital, I went completely inward. Was that good or bad? I still don't really know. and. I'm not sure if that is even a valid question. I internalized all the shock, fear, and excitement and pain. It became an out-of-body experience that was both the most traumatic and beautiful event I had ever gone through. I put so much preparation into the labor and delivery. Birthing techniques like hypnobirthing, using ice, different breathing exercises and basic prenatal yoga all came to me through, through lots of reading. I felt like I had as much of a handle on it as I could. Luckily, I was able to have the smooth birth, no drugs, and delivered my daughter after about five hours at the hospital. The pushing was by far the hardest, but what I wasn't prepared for was all the after. My beautiful baby was on my chest. 
I was in excruciating pain. I could feel the burning, stinging, slicing sensation of the stitches from where I tore. The doctor took forever to stitch me up and the pain was so intense. I was barely aware that I was holding my baby, let alone trying to establish our bond. My expectation of that moment was what I gathered from movies and not real life. A mother tired, but filled with tears of joy and bliss. And I was tired and I was happy. My baby was there, but the emotions weren't there yet. I was in too much pain and shock. I felt like I had been hit by a Mack truck. My eyes were swollen shut because I had pushed so hard and popped the blood vessels in both of them. I had nurses and the OBGYN poking and prodding me so much, I couldn't be present in the moment with my daughter. I, I had that natural childbirth I wanted, yet I felt disconnected from it. I had prepared and worked so hard to accomplish this smooth, beautiful birth. So why did I feel so apart from it? It's true that nothing ever really goes according to plan, and there are so many aspects of this process that a birthing class doesn't cover, but little did I know about the afterbirth, which honestly was the most traumatic part of the entire pregnancy and birthing experience. But it also played a major role for me to go deeper into the studies of natural childbirth and detoxing from medication. I learned about techniques for my doula, you know, used to cope with the pain. She held me in support during the entire delivery. It was amazing to have that type of guidance during the birth of my daughter. And I wish all women could have it. But what I really wish I had was support after the birth, because there are some things I had to learn the hard way. And did you know most hospitals have a best practice to administer Pitocin after the baby is born in order to prevent blood hemorrhage and also aids in the delivery of the placenta? Well, I had no idea. I thought I had given the directive of a natural no drugs birth experience, but I was administered Pitocin without my knowledge and without consent to only later find out through my medical record. So why does this matter? Why do I bring it up? Because Pitocin is often given to induce labor or increase contractions. And it's a, a synthetic hormone that also affects the oxytocin hormone production in our body. And that's our feel good, natural morphine, cuddly, loving hormone that promotes the bonding with the baby and strengthens the breastfeeding journey. And if this drug is used as a best practice in almost all hospital births and the rates of postpartum anxiety and depression and the struggles with breastfeeding are increasing, I think, could there be a correlation here? It was at this point, my internal radar was going off inside of me. My investigator, martyr archetypes inside me needed more information, more research, and to try things for myself to find out what 
does and doesn't work. From there, I discovered homeopathy and started studying detoxes. After feeling a great depression within my being and having serious bouts of inflammation and body rashes, I discovered this could be due to Pitocin. So I did a homeopathic detox. The remedy was created from the actual drug Pitocin itself. The energetic frequency medicine worked like ma a magnet, drawing that remainder of what existed in my system on a deep cellular level out. There was so much that felt unnatural during my first childbirth experience. Even though I had prepared and tried to gain as much ed education as possible about natural childbirth. It was shortly after my daughter's birth that I started identifying as a sacral being. I came to understand that I was designed to use my sacral energy center to be my decision making guide. I started to feel an expansion near my gut when something was a yes and felt more of a clenched retraction feeling when something was a no for me. I could actually feel my own consistent energy and where it wanted me to go. And as I dove deeper into studying human design, I started actually living my own experiment. And that's as what the HD community calls it. I followed my internal sacral response and let this feeling of expansion in my gut lead me on a path that helped me discover more about childbirth and parenting. It also led me on a journey of kundalini yoga, conscious conception, pregnancy, childbirth, and postpartum, as well as homeopathy school. It was fascinating to learn how all these systems and technologies worked harmoniously together. Weaving human design with kundalini yoga and homeopathy was proving to be very powerful. Homeopathy immediately resonated for me and it's common sense. I loved the concept that like cures like philosophy. I could look at a human design chart and see the mechanics of the energy, how it works, where there could be imbalances or blocks, then use the Kundalini yoga and the homeopathy to restore balance and remind the body how to heal on its own. This knowledge opened up a whole new level of natural childbirth experience for me. I had access to remedies that immediately helped with the heartburn instead of a daily pill, which increases risk for certain cancers and decreases bone density. There were remedies to help with breech baby position, ease the contraction pains, strengthen the contractions when needed, help with blood loss, and so many other issues that arise when pregnant and in labor. I felt much more prepared for all aspects of my next labor and delivery. I also trusted my sacral response to guide me on the way. 
And my second pregnancy was much harder on me emotionally and physically. I was chasing after a two and a half year old toddler at the height of a worldwide pandemic. The amount of tense, fear-driven energy surrounding me on a daily basis was a lot to handle. I remember using the remedy aconite a lot to just deal with the shock of everything happening in the world. And I created a flower remedy called the weight of the world, which helped me emotionally as well. The Kundalini yogic teachings for pregnancy were life-changing and supportive for each trimester. Just doing five to 11 minutes a day of the Adi Shakti meditation was grounding and powerful. And I'll impart a couple teachings that I found to be sacred and beautiful as every woman should have access to this knowledge if it calls to them. Have a 120 day celebration. This is when the soul enters the body. Make it a priority to have a very beautiful, blessed and sacred day. Surround yourself with good company, food and meditate. It's a day to focus on raising your vibration to call in the most aligned and high soul. I celebrated this day with a small group of friends. We did yoga, some meditation, and shared poems, songs, and sweet blessings. I felt so honored and held by my sisters on this day. I felt a very strong soul come in. And the main phrase that came to me over and over that day was agent of change. Chanting mantras like Adi Shakti helps increase emotional intelligence for the males. Being more creative, less self-centered, more intuitive traits in many aspects of life. The Puta Mata Kiyasis is a mantra you can play during pregnancy and throughout childhood to invoke protection around the child. The mantra Akal helps the soul adjust and it's important to play in the background after birth to ease that transition. So on Easter Sunday, our son was born. He was actually a couple days late and I was eager to meet him. But when it was finally showtime, he didn't waste any time. I started contractions while taking a bath with my daughter around 7 p.m. that evening. I figured we would probably go to the hospital in the morning, but I listened to my body and knew things were moving fast. I remember thinking on the way to the hospital, if we get to the hospital and they say I'm only six centimeters dilated, there's no way I can do this without any drugs. And when we got to the hospital, it was about 12.40 a.m. in the morning, and I could barely walk. They rushed me up to labor and delivery and got me on the gurney to check me out. The nurse yelled out, she's totally complete, get her her room. And from there, they told me to start pushing on the gurney. And then a few pushes, he was out. I did it without drugs. I was relieved and shocked at how fast everything was going. And where was my baby? They said he was having trouble breathing with lots of fluid from the speedy delivery. 
I was so scared. I needed to see him. I needed to be with him. I needed to play a call. And once he was in my arms and okay, I finally got my moment and it, it was wonderful. This agent of change graced us so quickly with his shocking and provoking energy. This time around, the midwife honored my request and allowed me to deliver the placenta naturally with no Pitocin. She coached me through some simple breath work and relaxation techniques that made the delivery of the placenta quick and painless. For some reason, my body was shaking out of control, as if anticipating the pain I was about to endure from the stitching. But this time, the midwife assured me that what I had experienced before was not normal, and she wouldn't have me go through that again. She was right. She did such a great job and administered the right local anesthetic and was gentle and quick. And it was a totally different experience. Neither birth went exactly as planned. Each had its own surprises, challenges, and fears. And each served a pivotal role in my awakening and expansion. To have a conscious and present second pregnancy and birth was such a gift. I learned through trial and error from my first pregnancy while letting my body command my decisions to lead me to a more aligned experience with my second pregnancy. I had to see to believe and experience what didn't work and what worked for me in order to share this. As I dive deeper into the sphere of parenting, I have to admit the same rules apply. I listen to my sacral response. I let it guide me in terms of what I need and what my children need. It never leads me astray. And when I get overwhelmed, allow myself to get wrapped up in the mental space or try to force myself to follow a feeding or sleeping schedule because I think certain rules should work for me and my family, somehow it often leads to frustration. And when that frustration hits, I tell myself, go back to the basics, get back to my sacral, use the yoga and a remedy to help me get rid of a block or move through emotions with more grace. I ultimately keep teaching myself how to communicate with my own soul and nothing feels more powerful than that. I had to give birth to my children in order to rebirth myself, understand myself and trust myself. That took over 30 years of many trials and errors while living out of alignment from my authentic self. But what if our children grew up encouraged to deeply understand and listen to themselves? Would they endure less pain through their early adulthood? Could they be more successful? Would there be a higher level of potential that they could achieve? I believe the world would have less angry, bitter, disappointed, and frustrated people if we understood ourselves earlier and lived with less resistance. If I can learn to live out my design and teach my children to do the same, then I'm hopeful a lineage of radical self-acceptance 
can be passed on to future generations. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us if you found this podcast to be helpful in your journey. If you would like to experience more from the other women who contributed to this series, you could purchase a digital or printed copy of Lineage Speaks on Amazon. All proceeds go to elamugirls.com, a nonprofit organization giving young girls aged 14 to 18 in Kenya a choice, a voice, and a bank account. Saving girls in Kenya from genital mutilation, sex tourism, or becoming a child bride and changing their lineage story. Once again, thank you for listening. And remember, you get to write your own story, how it connects you to the stories of the past and how you guide the stories of the future. Until the next episode, honor the light within you and let it guide your way on.